how to access all possibility in the realm of faith. I believe strongly that uh, we are in a time that God is calling the church to rise up to a new level of faith. We will begin to see great manifestations of his promises. We will begin to see things that we never thought possible before. But it will help us to understand that it's not by power, but by might, but by the Spirit of God. So the Spirit of faith will begin to rise up within us. But I want to start today by reading the scripture from Matthew 17. Matthew 17, and I'll be reading two different translations because they really, really minister to me. Matthew 17, I'll be reading two from two different translations. I'll be reading the modern King James Version or New King James Version, whichever one you have. And I will also be reading from The Voice. <laughs> I love the way it called The Voice. It's quite prophetic. Okay. So let's read. I'm reading first the modern King James Version. It says, And when they came, from verse 14, Matthew 17, from verse 14, it says, And when they came to the crowd, a man came to him, kneeling down to him, and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is a lunatic and grievously vexed." For oftentimes he falls into the fire, and often into the water. And I brought, brought him to your disciples, and they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and he departed out of him. And the child was killed from that very hour. Then the disciples came to Jesus apart and said, Why do we not cast him out? Why couldn't we cast him out? And verse 20, And Jesus said to them, Because of your unbelief. For truly I say to you, If you have faith like a grain of mustard seed, you shall say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it shall move, and nothing, and nothing shall be impossible to you. Now I'm going to read the same passage from voice. He said, they, they have come down from the mountain, and they headed towards town, they came to a crowd and they approached the crowd. The man rushed up to Jesus and knelt before him. So the man said this from the crowd, Lord, have mercy on my son. He has seizures. Sometimes when they come on, my son falls into the fire or into a pond. We are very concerned for him. I brought him to your disciples, but they could not heal him. Jesus said, this generation is no better than the generation who wandered in the desert, who lost faith and bowed down to golden idols. 
as soon as Moses disappeared upon Mount Sinai. How long will I have shepherd this unbelieving sheep? Turn to the man, bring turning to the man, bring the boy to me. The man did, and Jesus castigated the demon, who have taken up residence in the man, in the boy. And the demon fled the boy's body at the sound of Jesus' voice. And the boy was healed from that moment on. No more shaking. No more falling into fires. <laughs> Hallelujah. Later, when they were away from the crowds, the disciple asked Jesus why they haven't been able to drive out the demons themselves. Jesus said, because you have so little faith. I tell you this. If you had even a faint spark of faith, even faith as tiny as a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, move from here to there, and because your faith, because of your faith, the mountain will move. If you are just a silver of faith, you will find nothing impossible. Hallelujah. Amen. When I was reading this scripture this morning, it leaped in my spirit this way, that we as the body of Christ, we are living below our potential yet. Because Jesus Christ was teaching something here very, very profound. I've always looked at different scriptures, the just shall live by faith. And then we use this statement that the Lord corrected me today, that we normally use the word, I'm building my faith. Or I'm trying to develop my faith. God said to me, it's not, the focus is not really on whether you should build your faith or not. The focus should be on the use of your faith. On the use of your faith. If you will use your faith, you will grow in faith. If you will put it to use, Things of God grow by exercise. Things of God grows by practice. I was thinking about it. I said that means when God says live by faith, it was talking about we building our marriage by faith. In fact, it starts with marrying the right person by faith. Building your marriage by faith. Raising up your children by faith. Not by your experience. Not by your knowledge, but by faith. Building your career, establishing a career for yourself by faith. Growing business by faith. Making money by faith. Every aspect of life. Faith is not a religious statement. It's not, it's not a word of religion. Oh, we see somebody that prays or they live Maybe they pray a lot or they live certain disciplined life. We say, oh, that's, that man is a man of faith. No, 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 no. Faith is actually the life of God and the life of the way we live in the kingdom. When the moment you come into the kingdom of God and you receive the life of God in you, the faith of God is deposited in you. So by, from day, that day on, you are supposed to be living every aspect of your life by faith. What am I saying? There is something. You know, we are in a time right now of 
a lot of crisis. Thank God that they said, well, the peak of coronavirus is dropped. We have reached the peak and hoping, the, the government is hoping that things will not um, escalate again. But we that are in the church of Jesus Christ, we cannot just hoping, we cannot be in that place where we are hoping it will not happen again. No, we are to live by faith, knowing that our faith will overcome any trial. Our faith will overcome any problem. When I was looking at this scripture, there are some things that don't know me. Number one, that it is essential, highly essential for us to live our life by faith now. From this moment forward, anything we are going to do in order for us to enjoy a successful life, in order for us to live a triumphant life, in order for us to live a victorious life, it has to be done by faith. The story that we read, we saw that there was a situation. You know, the man made a claim that he brought that boy to the disciples for the disciples to heal him. But the disciples could not. Not because they didn't have faith. Because the Bible, Jesus Christ did not say, oh, you didn't have faith. The issue was not whether they have faith or not, the issue was in the use of their faith. In other words, they were trying to heal the boy without using their faith. There are many things we do that we think we know how to do normally that we don't use our faith. But the Bible is saying every aspect of our life must be done by faith. What does that mean? It means you will be functioning from the realm of God. You will not be doing it in a natural way. They resulted in a natural way. Sometimes we are like that. We look at it. Hey, the Bible says the boy normally fall down. Now that translation, the devil will throw him to fire, throw him into the water, try to break him down. So we look at the seriousness or the gravity of a problem. And then we try to react or deal with that problem to provide solution. When we do that, we are functioning outside of faith. We are functioning outside of faith. When we try to manage situation or deal with crisis or understand issues based on physical situation. God is speaking to us this morning that we can no longer handle any aspect of our life, whether relationship, whether career, whether finances, whether our health, any aspect of our, of our life, we can no longer undo it based on anything else than faith. It has to be by faith. Even though the disciples has the ability of God in them, they have the nature of God in them, they even have the faith sitting in them, they didn't do it because they couldn't put it to use. Jesus Christ used a the word there. Is you have your faith as a mustard seed. He didn't say tiny like a mustard seed. That means if you use it the way you will use a mustard seed. How do you use a mustard seed? You plant it. 
then the mustard seed grow. The mustard seed has a capacity in it to grow. Your faith has a capacity in it to accomplish great things. This was, let me read some of the statements that the Lord put in my spirit that I put in my note. I said this, faith connects us to a new realm of all things are possible. A new realm of all things are possible. What do I mean? This is a realm of no limit. Jesus Christ was saying to them that if you have used your faith, you would have stepped into a realm where there is no limit, where there is no barrier, where all things are possible. You see, a lot of time, why we struggle with our faith is that we think about ourselves. We look at our abilities, natural abilities. We look, we look at our natural capabilities. We look at our limitations, our human limitations. We look at all those things and say, oh, I don't think I have faith for that thing. Or I need to build my faith. I need to do extra for my faith to grow. No, no, no. It's not about you. Faith is not about you. Faith is about God. God's way of operation. God's way of doing things. God's way of handling a particular issue. So the moment you say, I'm not going to do it in the natural way. I'm going to do it faith way. You are stepping into the realm of God where all things are possible. You fix your eyes on faith. Faith by itself is what you need to get this job done. You don't need any other thing. All you need is faith. So I said it. I said faith connects us to the realm of all things are possible. The moment you activate your faith, the moment you put your faith to action, you step into that realm automatically where everything will obey you. Jesus Christ was teaching a critical lesson there that this sickness will, did not obey Jesus Christ. This sickness did not obey did, or refused to obey the disciples. Sickness obey faith. In other words, situations obey your faith. They may not obey you as a natural person. As a, if you operate outside of faith, the situation will not respond to you as a person. The situation will respond to your faith. So it's your faith that the situation is responding to, not you. It's your faith that circumstances is responding to. It's your faith that sickness is obeying. It's your faith that demons are obeying. It's your faith that darkness is obeying. It's your faith that is at work. We need to start thinking that way. That is not about you. It's about your faith. When your faith is in action, nothing that is created can hold back from your faith. Nothing that is created. Because the Bible says, God created all things by faith. So everything in heaven and on earth responds to faith. Because God operates from the realm of the spirit. God created all things by faith. All things appear 
the Hebrew says, by the faith of God. So when you begin to speak, when you begin to talk, it's your faith that should be talking. It's your faith that should be speaking. It's your faith that should pray. It's your faith that should declare. It's your faith that should get the job done. Not you, your faith. Because why I'm, why I'm making a distinction, this is what the Lord was saying to me. Sometimes your faith may be in action when your mind hasn't, hasn't yet grasped it. Because faith is in your heart, it's in your spirit. Your mind needs to be renewed to catch up with your faith. Yeah. So when you begin to declare that thing, even though your mind or your body may be feeling it and say, no, you are not speaking from your feeling. You are speaking from your faith. Your faith is speaking. Now, this is the third thing that the Lord said to me. Faith we find in this season that we're in. The Lord said, faith will find new expression through you. Faith will find new expression through you. What is God saying? Don't limit faith in you. You are the only one that can limit faith. The disciples limited their faith. How? By yielding to unbelief. There were two things happening. Faith was in them. Unbelief creeping. So they submitted, instead of submitting to faith, they submitted to unbelief. A lot of time, people submit to anger, reaction, negativity, doubt, worry, anxiety, fear. What are you submitting to now? That is the question that you have to answer. In every area, you must learn to submit to faith. When do you know how you have faith? You've always had faith because God gave you a measure of faith. The moment you come to the Lord, faith is part of the package that is given into your spirit. So at no time would you do without faith. Will you do without having faith? You have faith. But the question is, are you using it? You may have, there are many clothes you have in your wardrobe now, but you are wearing only one right now. Many shoes, you are only wearing one. There may be some clothes that you will never wear throughout this year. But they are there. Why? Because the occasion did not arise for you to wear it. But the fact that you didn't wear it doesn't mean you didn't have it. So you have faith, but the question is, are you using it? So God said, don't limit your faith in you. Don't cripple faith within you. By your, how do you do it? By your limited way of thinking. It is possible for faith in us to be crying. I want to do it. Let me go ahead and do it. Let me speak. Let me express it. I can make it happen. And then your limited thinking is say, wow, it's not possible. Wow, this is difficult. How can it ever be? Your thinking is shouting louder than your faith. That was the position that the disciples were. What they were looking at, the boy was in a deplorable situation. He was falling down. He was bre possibly breaking his bones. So who knows? But he was in a bad shape. The, the shape was so real to them. 
that I believe release so much unbelief that unbelief gripped them. Even though they are saying, get out, get out, get out. Nothing was happening. Why? Because instead of their faith to speak, what was speaking? Their unbelief was speaking. They thought they were in faith, but unbelief was speaking. Because unbelief was overriding their faith. Now that's what Jesus Christ looked at. He said, you have been paralyzed by unbelief. I want to say to you today, don't let anything paralyze you. Be ready to leave faith, even right now in the lockdown. And as you get out of lockdown, be ready to run fast, as fast as you can by faith. And all things, the Bible says, all things will be possible unto you. Amen. Amen. Now this is another thing. What do you need? You are to activate your belief. The belief that you activate, your belief activates the realm where all things are possible. So what you are to focus on is to focus on your belief. So work on your belief. Work on your belief. Ensure that you believe this thing. Ensure that you believe that God can break you through. Ensure that you believe you can have a great relationship. And, you know, convince yourself, believe it strongly, that your family are all right. You need to believe it strongly. So the area that we need to work on is our belief. If you can believe it, all things are possible unto them that believe. That's what Jesus Christ said in Mark 9.23. Mark 9.23. Let's look at it quickly. Mark 9.23. Hallelujah. Praise the living God. Mark 9.23 says, I'm trying to open mine. Mark 9.23. It says, Jesus said to him, if you can believe, that's conditional. Can you believe? Yep. Can you believe that you can make it? Mm -hmm. Can you believe that you can succeed? Mm -hmm. Can you believe that no matter the situation right now, you can still have great relationships? Can you believe that things can go well for you? Can you believe if you can believe? It's a blanket check. It's a blank check. If Jesus Christ said, if you can believe it, no matter what it is, if you can believe it, it doesn't matter the age, it doesn't matter the culture, it doesn't matter the time, it doesn't matter where you are, not the location, it doesn't matter the circumstance, what is going on right now. Do you know that in this lockdown right now, some people have made millions at home, from home, because they chose not to allow the lockdown to affect them. They chose not to allow the lockdown to limit them. They opened their heart to anything that God would bring to them. You know, when I was looking at this faith today, it, it changes, it gives me a different perspective to life. I, I began to look at it now, hang on, if I've been experiencing limitation, that means I've actually stopped my faith working. I've, I've, dis, I've disallowed my faith. I've, I've, I've prevented my faith. I've hindered my faith. From working, or, or more or less stifle my faith. I, I've almost removed life of my faith. That's what it means. Because faith is a living thing. Faith has life in it. 
Faith has the life of God in it. So he said, Jesus said, if you can believe, look at the next statement Jesus said, all things, all things includes relationship, finance, your direction in life, your career, your children, your husband, your wife, where you will live, good house you will live in, good accommodation, good whatever it is, your dreams, your vision, all things. He said all things are possible. To him, to him who believes. In other words, the moment you believe, you activate, you allow, you give yourself permission. This is the way God put it to me, the Spirit of the Lord put it to me. That the moment you believe, you have given yourself permission to experience what people may think they are impossible. You have allowed yourself to function from the realm of all possibilities. There's a realm called all possibilities. Think about it. How come Jesus Christ was able to live and nothing was impossible? Nothing was difficult? Nothing was restrained from him? Why? Because he understood how this realm works. He refused to change his belief. He believed the way God believed. And he refused to change that. He didn't allow pain to change it. He didn't allow culture to change it. He didn't allow people to change it. He didn't allow religion to change it. He didn't allow environment to change it. He didn't allow need to change it. He didn't allow when people when people were not have not been fed, when they were hungry. He didn't allow that to change it. He didn't allow demons to change it. He didn't allow anything whatsoever to change his belief. I'm saying to you by the Spirit of the Lord today that from this moment, you will no longer tolerate anything to change your belief system in Jesus' name. You must be strong and resolute that I have what it takes to live this supernatural lifestyle. Faith life is a supernatural lifestyle because natural life don't need faith. That is why Jesus Christ, that's why the Bible clearly tells us on three occasions that the just shall live by faith. Because it's a spirit life. It's a supernatural life. It's a way of living that other people who doesn't have God in them cannot understand. So, when you make up your mind as I'm speaking today, that I want to really explore this realm of faith supernaturally. It has to be explored. You grow from faith to faith. The more you exploit, the more you are able to walk in things that people will say, wow, how did it happen? How did it come by? Because you have worked yourself, you have built you, you as a person, to believe and then automatically your faith grows. Your faith grows by itself because it has capacity to grow once you begin to use it. All you need to do for your faith to grow is use. You need to use your faith. The moment you use your faith, it will just be growing. 
Because it's like a seed. Once it's planted, once you begin to use it, it will grow. Jesus Christ was teaching the disciple how the kingdom of God system works. That why you couldn't do this was that you limited it with your own belief. So faith could not express itself. Whereas Jesus Christ did not entertain any unbelief, so he was able to command the devil to leave and demon spirit immediately left. In fact, if you, if you re, when we read it in voice, he said they left and the boy was no more shaking, no more falling down, nothing. So that faith works on two levels. The faith drove out the demon and the faith, and the faith restored restore the condition of the boy. So, so that in such a way that the boy looks as if it has, he has never experienced that thing before. God is asking me to tell you that as you begin to use your faith in this season, all the challenges of life that you have experienced in the past will disappear as if you have never experienced it before. You will begin to enjoy sound mind. You begin to enjoy sound finances. You begin to enjoy sound health. You begin your days will break forth into a new season. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I said it again. A person of faith will push through barriers. A person of faith will push through barriers and all limitations. How? With the powerful force of faith, mightily working in them. You won't even know, you may not even know how it's going to happen, but you just realize because you release your faith, instead of releasing your feeling, you release your faith, instead of releasing your mind, you release your faith, instead of you releasing your negative speaking, you release your faith, and then, bam, the powerful energy of God, the powerful force of God, Go, come alive, and begins to work on the situation. That is how it happens. Whether it's in relationship, whether in relation to family, in relation to finances, in relation to career, anything. God did not put a limit that it will work for something. It will not work in this area. So what are you to do? I said something here. Put your faith into action. And faith will begin to grow by itself. There is nothing you can do to grow it, really, in the real sense of it. You can only work on your belief. You can only take the word of God so that you change the way you believe. But the moment you align your belief system, the faith of God in you will kick in. Because the faith has already been given to you. you, don't, you there's nothing to do. The, the faith is already there. So, but you need to align your belief so that you believe that that faith can work. All you need to do is you are linking your belief to faith. That faith can work. And the moment you believe it, that faith can work, then it will begin to achieve incredible things. Incredible things that your mind will even be running to catch up with. So I said this. God is looking for a mustard seed faith. 
in you. What does that mean? God is looking for you to plant your faith. Plant your faith like the way you plant the seed. Use it. Begin to exercise it over little things. Practice using it. It's like learning to drive. All what you are doing is practice. And then automatically you become what? A skilled driver. You don't just wake up and say, oh, I want to build my skill. I want to build my skill. Let me, do, let me build my skill. Oh, what do I do to build my skill? That's not how you do it. How you build your skill in driving is you get into the car, you start driving. And as you are driving, you are turning, you are maneuvering, you are avoiding things. You know how to move the gear. You, you begin to do it. Then it becomes natural. You don't even think it. Again, to look at the gear before you say, and say, oh, am I putting in gear one? Is that gear one or gear two? No, because it's become part of you. As, how? By practicing. It's the same thing with faith. Faith is there. It's like that car. All you need to is get into it. Believe it. Believe is getting into it. When you get into it, you switch it on and you move. Immediately, you initially you may be wobbly because you are not used to it. You may stay, you may avoid, you may, you may, you may start it and 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 it will switch off again. You may put it in gear and it will suddenly break because you are not used to it. That's the same thing with faith. But the moment you move on, you know, it's like when you are learning to park reverse into parking bay. Sometimes you park it and it's not straight. That's like faith, when you are still learning how to use it. But the moment you are used to it by practice, you will maneuver into a narrow place and you will get it done. That is faith. Faith is to be used. That is why the Bible says, live by faith. You don't think to live. You don't say, I want to live now. No, 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 you just live. You just wake up one day, you eat, you go out, you do whatever you need to do the way you live your life. You, you just do it. You don't think it. You don't, you don't try to make things happen. It's, it becomes natural to you. Faith is natural to us. Once you are in the spirit, once you have received the spirit of God in you, faith becomes natural to you. So, all you need to check from time to time is, are you using it or you are submitting to unbelief, doubt, worry, fear, and so on and so forth. Or you are using your faith. If you will use your faith every time, you will begin to move from level of glory unto glory. You begin to move from success unto success. You will find yourself that you don't complain that much anymore because faith has taken over. You realize you are not frustrated any longer as before. Why faith has taken over? You will realize that you are not moving with negative people like before as any longer. You are not criticizing others as before. Why? Because faith has taken over. Faith will begin to move like a spiral and begin to cover every other area. It begin to take over other areas. Other, your thought life will change. Your way of seeing things will change. Your way of dealing with people will change. Your way of handling situations will change because you are moving, you are living from the realm of faith. Yes. Yes. This is what God is saying to us. 
This is the hour that we are going to see great things, unusual manifestations take place. I will begin to say, how did they happen? They will happen to those people who step out to use their faith in this very hour. That is what God is saying to us. So what does it mean to use your faith as a mustard, as a mustard seed? It, it is not the size of the faith that matters. It's the potential and the use of that seed. In every seed in this world has potential to bear abundant fruit. I don't, I don't care what that seed is, whether it's a corn seed or wheat or whatever, whatever the seed is. If you will plant it, there is a great potential in that seed, an ability to flourish and grow. You know, when seed grows, when you put seed in the ground, we assume that it's an easy thing. It's just, oh, just throw it on the ground. It will grow. But be, no, actually that seed has so much power in it that it will have to break through that ground. It will have to uh, exercise dominion over the ground. It will have to exercise dominion over all the nutrients and pull the nutrients to itself. It will have to overcome all the all this all the what all the weed that is trying to kill it. It will have to fight those things and tame it and overcome it. And then grow out of those ground. Ground that looks dry, that looks not nourishing. It will grow out of it and then blossom. That is what faith has capacity to do. If you will allow faith, it will fix the problem. It will fix the worry. It will tame the confusion. It will tame the doubt. It will tame everything that you have been thinking. And it will break through and accomplish the purpose for which it will accomplish. I often time I look at people who have achieved incredible things. And sometimes I tell myself, I say, Lord, is there still time? Can I can I do these things? Will I be able to have a global ministry as an example? Will I be able to impart nations? Will I be able to do all this? And look at what these people, this person or this person is doing. It, phenomenal things that people are doing in our time for the kingdom. And you look and say, Lord, ah, why, where did they, how are they able to do it? The difference between them and you is that they use their faith. They have the same measure of faith like you. God gave the same measure. I don't care who that person is, the greatest man of God or woman of God in the world today. God gave that person the same measure of faith. Because, or else, God will discriminate. God doesn't discriminate. He's a fair God. It doesn't. It gives to everyone. The Bible says the same measure of faith. The difference between somebody that is reaching millions of people, building cathedral, building global ministry, you know, building business empire, name it, having wonderful marriage, whatever in every walks of life, the difference is that that person chose to exercise their faith. That person chose to use their faith on every occasion possible. That's the difference. 
If you will hear what I'm saying today by the Spirit of God and say, look here, I'm tired of this level that I'm living in. I don't want to live in this level anymore. I want to look back in the next one, in the next one week, in the next one month, in the next six years, and realize that I'm totally, completely changed. You will accomplish it. I'm always puzzled in the Bible when I read it that many times Jesus Christ said, your faith has made you whole. Your faith has done this for you. Your faith has seen you through. Your faith has raised it. He didn't attribute it to himself. He didn't attribute it to his own power or anointing. No. He said, it's your faith. You choose, you use your faith. And because you put it to use, nothing can stop it. I couldn't even stop it. That's what Jesus said. I couldn't stop it because your faith is an action. It's a law. It's a supernatural kingdom law that nobody, not even God our Father, will stop faith from working because it will violate himself. He's a faith God and he cannot do, violate himself. So no matter the situation, if we will step out in faith, you will come and congratulate me next time you see me. And say, because incredible things has broken open in your life. So shall it be in Jesus' name. Amen. So think about it. It's the potential and the use of your faith as a seed. Then I said it. Faith speaks. A, I love the way voice translation put it. He said, a faint spark of faith. When I look at that word, something ignited in my spirit. And what ignited is this? A faint spark of faith can set a bush on fire. You know, immediately, I remember Australia and some of these places where every year, America, where they always have bush fire. And those bush fire destroy properties. People die in it. And it goes kilometers. Miles and miles. But if you ask yourself, all those fires, virtually all of them, they didn't start with a big fire. No. They sparked with tiny drop that maybe somebody made a mistake and think, oh, for instance, cigarette. Somebody may be smoking cigarette and just drop the stump and think, okay, there's no fire in it and just drop it. But because the place was already dry, ready, any spark of fire glows big. And before you know it, the, fee, the old bush come alive and the fire begin to ravage everywhere. But it started with a spark. Jesus Christ said, if you will spark, if you let that faith spark, you see, the problem is, I said, we have a measure of faith. But oftentimes in believers, that faith is dormant. What makes it dormant? Complaints, worries, fear, anxiety, comparing ourselves with others, looking back at our problems, where we have failed, where people have let us down, where things are not going the way we plan, on and on. All those things make the 
It's like it's like sniffing life out of faith. Faith just stay dormant and waiting. Because the only thing that faith needs to come alive is your belief. Faith need if you want to write anything down, write that down. Faith needs your belief. Faith, the foil, the petrol, the fuel that that faith needs is your belief. If you will believe it, all things are possible. If you will believe it, all things are possible. If you will believe it, all things are possible. So every time, what you need to work on is not faith. What you need to work on is your belief. If you will get your belief right, faith, you won't even wait. Faith will just run. Faith will just run wild and begin to act. Here, God needs us to spark our faith as a fire every time. When situation comes, just step into belief. and spark. The moment you turn on, turn on your belief, you are sparking. You, it's like putting matches. You are, li- you are lighting that fire. The moment that situation happens, if the bill comes in, just turn your face from that bill and believe that God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory. And switch on the belief in your spirit. You, lit your, you immediately you put to light the fire of faith. And faith will just go on and get the job done in every area. In every area. Some Jairus died for four days. Lazarus, sorry. Lazarus died for four days. And Jesus Christ said he was asleep. That's faith speaking. Because in the realm of the spirit, really, he wasn't dead. And so Jesus Christ was speaking from the realm that he understood better. He understood the realm of the spirit. And he was speaking from that realm that, oh, Lazarus wasn't dead. Lazarus is asleep. When the disciples could not believe it, they didn't understand his language. He said, okay, he's dead. According to your your realm, he's dead. But I'm so glad that it happened so that God can be glorified in this. He was speaking faith. And he got there. They said he was smelling. You know what, why that story was so incredible? Is because we always think that Lazarus was raised from the dead by God, by Jesus Christ, when he called him by faith. Yes, which is true. But it wasn't just only resurrection from the dead that took place. It wasn't only. What also took place, you know, I said faith, we do two things. Now, it didn't just faith release life to Lazarus, but faith also went on to restore his body as if he he has never died. Faith restore his body as if he was never dead. Because the Bible says it was already smelling. That means the body was already decayed. All the organs were gone. So, it wasn't only life that came into it only. But it went on immediately. It didn't take time. It didn't take days. 
It didn't take months. It didn't take years. It was instantly a new organ came in. All parts of his body became new. It's as if a, new, a brand new person came forth from the realm of the spirit. That is what faith can accomplish. That when you step into this realm, a brand new promotion comfort for you. Amen. A brand new finances Amen. comfort for you. Amen. A brand new life comes from, from you. A brand new hope comes from, from you. From a brand new relationship comes forth from you from God. You see, it's the realm of God that you have to key into. We are too connected. We are too stashed up. And so hooked to this realm, natural realm, that we forgot oftentimes that the realm of God is unlimited in its capacity. So we allow life to cheat us and rob us of potentials of the kingdom of God. How? When problem comes and we go through problems, it takes days, sometimes it takes years. For us to forget it. We think about it every now and again. We revisit it every now and again. Especially when it comes to people. We, 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 we rehearse it over and again and again. All those times when we do that. We are stifling our faith. Because the more you talk about it. The more that thing grows bigger. And bigger. And destroy your belief system. We need to shake off. We shouldn't allow any negative situation. And this, what I'm sharing with you today, God is going to prove it this week. God is going to prove it this week and see whether you still remember it. If I were you, I would play this thing over and over so that you stay in this faith. Because situation will come, even though we are all at home, situation will come that we challenge that. And what will come out of your mouth we determine whether you are still believing or not believing. So we need to ensure that we don't disconnect. Now let me move on quickly. Faith speaks, so spark it. Spark it. Then I said this. What do you see? Because faith sees. Faith knows when you are not believing. When the disciples, in our story, main story, in Mark, Matthew 17, when they possibly, possibly Peter jumped in and said, hey, demons, out. When he was tired, John said, well, I have love. I can do it. And did it. Then nothing was happening. Thomas said, well, I've told you guys that maybe certain things you shouldn't be too quick to do. Wait for Jesus. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm just painting a picture here. But, because they were not in faith, faith knew. Faith knew that they were not connecting with him. Faith knew. So, it couldn't do anything. Faith sees. Your faith sees. It sees into the realm of the spirit. And it sees, that's why we, are, we always use this terminology. See things with the eyes of faith. Faith have eyes. And faith can see. 
when you are believing, when you are not believing. Once faith knows that you are believing, it will go ahead and prove it. It will go to work. If you are not believing, if things are not happening, then check your belief. That's always an indication. And set it. I remember Papa again, late Papa again, was giving a testimony one day. He said his finances was not working. And he went to God and said, God, you said, if I'm, if I'm willing and obedient, I will eat the good of the land. But I'm not, it's not working. And you know that I'm, I'm obedient, I'm, I'm this word, I'm practicing it. He said, Jesus Christ said, no, you are not. He said, he said hang on, which, what exactly am I not practicing? He said, the Lord said, he said, he said to the Lord, but I'm obedient. I'm very obedient. I do things obediently. He said, the Lord said, yes. He said, the Lord now said, and he now said to the Lord, and so why am I not getting the finances right? Why are things not working for me? He said, the Lord said, but it's not just an issue of obedience. It's an issue of willing. He said, he told, he said the Lord told him, you are not willing. You are obedient, quite all right, but you are not willing. He said it didn't take him a minute to change. He said right in here, right in here, in his heart, in his spirit, he switched over and became willing. He yielded and submitted to that word and things began to happen. That's all we need to do. When situation happened to us, even if the news is coming from BBC, we need to submit to God and say, Lord, I'm willing. I'm obedient. You have said this. It, I believe it. And it will happen in my life. I don't care what my experience, past experience have said. I don't care what other people's experience has been. I don't care what the situation is saying. I don't want to know. That is not my story. My story is written in your word. And I believe your word for my life. It will be established. My faith will go to work and get the job done. So shall it be in Jesus' name. If you will do this every time, speak it out loud so that your head can hear it, so that your mind can be renewed. When you do it, things will obey you. The next statement is said, the, the scripture told us in Matthew 17, is that mountain doesn't obey you, it obeys faith. Mountain doesn't obey you, it obeys faith. Why we are not accessing all possibility in the realm of faith is because we look at ourselves in relation to the problem. We look at ourselves in relation to the problem. As of 2009, I was looking at my note. As of 2009, there were some declarations I used to make. And I was saying at that time, I was reading it today, I was declaring that I will be debt free. And I was declaring that my mortgage is paid off. And I, I put the amount of mortgage, the amount that the mortgage was as of 2009. I put it down against it. It's in my book as I'm talking to you now. When I looked at it, I was disappointed. I realized that the mortgage has jumped up. At that time, 
It wasn't so. But when I started it, I left it. I didn't continue to declare it. I didn't continue to work it. I actually saw how I was dead free at that time. And the only thing that was remaining was the mortgage, and I knew the amount. And I was so convinced at that time that within that year, that that mortgage can be paid off. When I saw the story, how I was declaring and what God was doing. I was looking at this this morning when the Lord was talking to me about stepping again into the realm of all possibilities in faith. I was shocked. I had to say, Lord, I'm sorry I repented. I should have mastered this in such a way that now I won't be talking about it. I will be helping other people, millions around the world, to be debt free, to be, to be mortgage free. What am I saying? Don't give excuse to your failure. Don't excuse your problems. Don't give rights to all your challenges. No. Deny them of life. Deny them of power over you. Deny them of right over you. I'm challenging. This message is to challenge you today. Deny them of those things. Be dissatisfied with your status quo. Be dissatisfied with your position. Be dissatisfied with where you are. And say no. Ah, if other people can accomplish this. If you can look at somebody. Who has done something greater and better. Than you are. Then it should be a challenge for you. That God can do same thing. And even greater for you. Amen. You need to step into a new season of your life. That is what God is saying to us with this message. Mountains will not obey you, but mountains will obey your faith. Because if you look at it, the contest, the contest of what Jesus Christ was talking about, if you will speak, if you have faith and you speak, mountain will obey you. It means mountain will obey your faith because it's your faith speaking. Not your experience speaking, not your knowledge speaking, not your experience, not your situation speaking. It's your faith speaking. So your the mountain or the problem or the this or whatever you are desiring is obeying your faith. It's obeying your faith. When you look at it that way, nothing will be impossible. Coronavirus will obey your faith. Amen. Sickness and disease will obey your faith. Amen. Divorce will obey your faith. It will run. Amen. Crisis will obey your faith. Amen. Knife crime will obey your faith. It won't come to your children. You know, this is the way to begin to look at things. See with the eyes of faith. Don't see with the eyes of problem any longer. Let's read another scripture. First John 5. Verse 4. 1 John 5. Verse 4. 1 John 5. What did he say? 1 John 5. Verse 4. Read it. Everything that has been fathered by God overcomes the corrupt world. Everything. You are reading it from voice. Everything that has been fathered 
What the Bible said, New King James put it as whatsoever is born of God. Now voice said everything that has been fathered by God. When I was looking at it, I, I said that means mentored by God. God wants to mentor us, not just only give birth to us, but mentor us in this way of faith. Yes, everything that has been fathered by God will overcome the world system. We overcome the world system. So the issue is this. Who is fathering you? The devil? If you complain and worry and having sleepless night, then the devil is fathering you. You may not agree with it. You may not say it. But you are allowing the, father, you are allowing the devil. How do I know? There's a scripture. Jesus Christ was talking to the Jews one day and the Pharisees especially. When they were challenging him, he said, they said Abraham was their father. He said, no. They said, God is their father. He said, no. If God is your father, you would have believed me. He said, your father is Satan. He said, Satan is your father. He said, he's the father of all lies. Because they were lying. They were yielding to deception. So God, so Jesus Christ said, their father is Satan. So, if we allow problem to dominate us, who, are we, who is mentoring us then? That means we allow Satan to mentor us. That's what it means. Simple as that. If you are in fear, if you are in doubt, if you are in anxiety, if you are in worry, you are submitting to that. But today, you can say no. It's so easy to say no. It's so easy to switch on your belief. Let your feeling catch up with it. Let your body catch up with it. Let your mind even catch up with it. But let it start from your heart. Be fathered by God. Be mentored by God. I said this. Faith conquers for you. You don't need to do it. It conquers the disease. It conquers the failure. It conquers everything. Faith of the Father is reproduced in you. When God fathers you, then God's faith is reproducing you. So you are able to live out of God's faith. The life and power of God is automatically activated to get the job done. That is who God has called us to be. We are to live by faith. It's not a religious statement. It's living in the realm of God where all things are possible. You can see references in Romans 1.17, Galatians 2.20, Hebrews 10.38. He said the just shall live by faith. It's not a statement, it's not a religious statement. It's God's practice for us to live by faith. It's God's practice. God's word is irrevocable. Why? Because faith is speaking irrevocably. You cannot revoke it. When God says something, God says in Psalm 89 verse 36, Psalm 89 verse 34, He said, I will not alter or change anything that comes out of my mouth. Why? Because God is faith of God that, was, that is speaking. So when faith goes out, nothing in the universe can change it. Nothing. Nothing in the universe can stop it. He said, I will not alter. Or change anything that comes out of my mouth. 
That is faith speaking. The same way, from this moment, I prophesy to you that the faith of God will begin to flourish in you. Amen. That every word that you speak, yes. nothing in this world will be able to prevent it or Amen. alter it. Amen. It will be established. Amen. Dreams will be come to pass in your life. Amen. The purpose of God shall be fulfilled in your life. Amen. You will go from strength to strength. Amen. From glory to glory. Amen. You will accomplish great things. Amen. Your dreams shall not fail. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I want to finish this service with um, a story in Acts 16. And that's where I'm finishing from. Acts 16. Acts 16 from verse 25 to 35. <clears throat> it's awesome story. Paul was in prison. Then Paul and Silas were in prison. Then in the middle of the night, the Bible says that they started pray, praying. So this is what the Lord said. It's time to start praying faith. It's, it's time for your faith to pray. Let me put it this way. It's time for your what? Faith to pray. What do I mean? I'm trying to understand it myself. Now, do you know that your worries can pray? Do you know that your complaints can pray? Because sometimes people go to God in prayer, but it's their fear that is praying. They are pouring out their fears to God in prayer, but they think they are praying. They are pouring out their depression or their hopelessness to God in prayer. They think they are praying. The same way the Lord said, it's time for your faith to pray. In other words, if you will release your faith in prayer, then Mark 11, 24 will take place. It will be answered. You will receive it. So here we see Paul and Silas praying. As they were praying, they were praising God at the same time. Look at what happened. Their faith Cost, um, I couldn't, I don't have time to read it. But their faith in Acts 16 from verse 25 to 35. Their faith caused an earthquake. That was the first thing. Their faith trigger an earthquake. Can you imagine your, your faith? Where they've said no. Your faith, maybe somebody said no, I'm, we are not, we are not getting, you are not getting that job as an example. Then your faith, you release your faith and declare that prayer. And then suddenly, something, Spirit of God, an angel of God, just go to that person's house and carry them, literally, from their bed and put them in a chair and, and, show, your pic, and show your picture to that person and say, tomorrow, that person is the one getting the job. You think it's impossible? All things are possible unto them that believe. But oftentimes, we find it so far-fetched, we can't think this way. If Jesus Christ can think that he can turn, he said God can turn stone to bread. And God can turn stone to human beings that will be praising him. He was able to multiply bread. He was able to do incredible things. 
How come we can't think it that way? How come we can't believe that our faith can work that way? The faith caused an earthquake to happen. That's number one. The faith caught chains to be broken off their ankles. The chain, nobody removed the chain. The chain caught and dropped off of them. That's what faith does. Not only that, the chain opened the prison doors. Not just for Peter. Sorry, not just for Paul and Silas, but for every, the Bible says, for every prisoner that was there. One prayer of faith and praise of faith did all of these things. Prison doors were open, and the greatest of them all, the faith, when they saw the action of their faith, the result of their faith, it led to salvation. Household salvation. Everything was achieved in 24 hours. From midnight to the morning. By morning, salvation was achieved. The following day, I mean that day, baptism, they went and baptized them in the water. And then the magistrate, if you read the Bible, the magistrate issued their release. And said, let them go. Faith. It's only faith. This supernatural faith that is put into use can be done. Can you imagine if Peter, if Paul and Silas were complaining? Can you imagine if they are frightened? Can you imagine if they are worried? Whether they will die or not. Will we have been reading all this today? They didn't allow. Don't focus on coronavirus. Don't focus on job losses. Don't focus on problems that is going to be happening. How will the economy rise up? Don't focus on it. God is a master of redeeming nations. God can cause the ground to come alive. That where we are getting harvest of one bag of potato, we can get hundreds or potato. God can transform economy. It doesn't take one more than one day to transform economy. God can possess minds of people. Where there has not been solutions concerning economy, it can revive that millions of jobs will be created in months. We shouldn't, we shouldn't think in the way of the world. We should allow God to possess our mind. They were showing a documentary about Amazon. That one, only one company in that location, they showed their headquarters, has been able to transform the whole city. They said Amazon owns most of the houses that are in that city. But it was one person's idea. And it has employed only God knows how many across the nations, all over the world. But it was one person's idea. So Friends, brethren, let's not think about what the devil is doing. Let's not think about what the world is doing right now. Let's think about what the kingdom of God is already doing. The world is not coming to an end yet. I don't care what anybody says. Because there are many indicators in the Bible, prophecies that has not yet been fulfilled. Number one, the kingdom of God has not yet been preached to every creation. 
That's the word. That's the final thing. The Bible says the kingdom of God, this word of the kingdom shall be preached to every person in the planet, to every nation. He said, and then the end will come. So until that happens, the end cannot come. That's why everybody, God, I believe God used this to check the church. Why? I was drawing, the Lord was drawing parallel to me. Listen to it carefully. I didn't say God caused the problem, but listen to it carefully. Now, I was parallel, I was drawing parallel between the church that we live in now, we as the church. And I was drawing that parallel with Jerusalem church. The Jesus Christ said Jerusalem church will go to the whole world and preach the gospel. What did they do? They stay in Jerusalem. Then what happened? Persecution came. When persecution came, they were scattered all over. Then Philip went to Samaria and, and just liberated the whole city. Things happen. We may look at this coronavirus and say people are dying. Of course, we don't want people to die. And it's sad that people are dying. But you may look at it on the other hand. That as a result of this coronavirus, I'm preaching to you now through Zoom. And many ministries are now on the digital space, reaching possibly millions of people across the world that they will never have been able to reach. Because for some reason, they got carried away building their local assembly and stayed there local. But God has forced everybody now to reach globally rather than local. Because the the gospel of the kingdom has to be preached to everybody, whether you are living in Siberia, whether you are living in Russia, whether you are living in South America, Africa, Asia, everywhere. It has to be preached. And we are such, we are in a unique time for us to accomplish that. When God the Father sees that it is accomplished, the end will come. But until then, Let's keep our faith working to do the work of the Father. In close, prison doors are open. No more prison doors, no more limitations, no more barriers. Breakthrough is on our way. Step out in faith and begin to do great exploits. I want us to pray. Father, we thank you this morning. Lord, is such a simple message of faith. Lord, we, you said we should connect with you in the realm of the Spirit and begin to use our faith rather than, Lord, align ourselves to submit to situation. Lord, in areas that we have submitted to situation and we have allowed years to be stolen off us, Father, we're sorry. Lord, you are a redeemer. And you even told us that we should redeem the time. That means time can submit to faith. Mm -hmm. Father, we thank you. Ah, I receive a revelation now as I'm praying. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ said, it's not yet my time. When it was, it was to turn water to wine. Mm -hmm. But with, with the eyes of faith, time submitted to faith. Mm -hmm. Father, where we have thought time was gone, where we have thought time is, no, is now late, we are not sure this can be possible anymore. Oh, let me get busy doing other things because we have given up on that. Lord, the redeemer of times. Lord, you are the one. You said faith.
times obey faith. Lord, I release that grace upon every one of us for that time to be redeemed. Those visions to be recollected. Those things that we have desired to accomplish, that we shall accomplish them. In the name of Jesus. Father, you were speaking to Abraham. You said, by this time of next year, in the season of time, you said you shall have a child. And Sarah conceived. Because why? You were a speaking faith God. You spoke faith to the womb of Sarah. You spoke faith to the body of Abraham. And time line up. The season of time changes to favor them. I speak concerning the season of time. That in the realm of the spirit, time submit to eternal. I speak that concerning where times have eluded us. I speak for change to take place. I release faith right now to supersede those times. And things will begin to line up upon or unto us. Lord, things will fall into pleasant places concerning us in the name of Jesus. I remove barriers. I declare that we are walking in fulfillment of the purpose of God. That from this day, we will no longer be hindered. From this day, we will no longer be held back. In the name of Jesus. This will work for us because time will be our friend. And we begin to manifest the glory of God in the name of Jesus. We release our faith to go forth and produce. Faith, go forth and produce. Supernatural manifestation. Comfort in Jesus' mighty name. Father, we thank you. We refuse to submit today to everything that is not of God. We refuse to submit to feelings. We refuse to submit to our environment. We begin to submit to the purpose and the will of God. Our faith begin to speak. Our faith begin to heal. Our faith begin to restore. Our faith begin to uplift. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we are prayed. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I hope you have been blessed. We want to take our seed right now.